It's freezing cold outside. Today on the show, I look at the question, how can the Bible be God's word if it is written by men? This has helped me believe. My name's Hayden Clark. Well, welcome to another episode of Help Me Believe, the show about Christian apologetics and theology. My name's Hayden Clark, your host, and today, as I said, we will, we will be looking at the question, how can the Bible be God's Word if it was written by men? So, uh, a common, and, and a belief within Christianity is that the Bible is written by, uh, um, is inspired by God. It's God's Word. We hear this phrase all a lot, God's Word. Um, and at the same time, we attribute different authors to the different books and letters of the Old and New Testament. And so, an obvious question is, how can this be God's Word if it's written by men? Isn't it just man's Word? Uh, man's Word about God? How can it be God's Word? And uh, there's there's many different books, um, many different uh, religions that have holy books that claim that their book is God's book, God's word. So how do you know the Bible is is God's word? That's a different question. Um, what I'm specifically going to be looking at today is not defending the Bible as God's word, or defending the authenticity or the authority or the trustworthiness of the Bible, but specifically the question of how can the Bible be God's word if it were if it's written by men and and so I'll be looking at this concept of dual authorship that the Bible was written by God and also by men. So I just want to make that clear from the beginning. So don't comment or write to me saying that oh you think the Bible's God's word because it says it's God's word. That's circular reasoning. I'm not defending the fact that the Bible is God's word. I'm explaining how it could be God's word if it were written by men. So there's 66 books uh, spanning more than uh, a thousand years, actually about 1,500 years, uh, written by 40 different authors across three different continents. How could you believe this is God's word? Um, how do you know um, that it is God's word if it's written by men? So there is um, a thing called dual authorship, which is what I'm going to be discussing. And it's very similar to the doctrine of the dual nature of Christ. So we believe that Jesus is God and Jesus is man. So we don't believe 50-50. We believe Jesus was 100% God and 100% man, yet without sin. And so similarly, we believe that the Bible is 100% written by God and 100% written by men, and yet it is without error. So there's very uh, there's a lot of similarities between how we view Jesus and how we view the Bible. And so it's no wonder that in places like John chapter 1, Jesus is referred to as the Word of God. Jesus is the Word of God. So um, this is a good place to start um, to try to explain what this dual authorship is. But first, I want to look at two different theories. Um, I suppose they probably have fancy names or something, but I'm just going to explain them. So in, while trying to figure out the question of what does it mean that both God and man wrote the Bible, some some people have taken the approach um, that the human authors were merely uh, passive during this process, and I kind of view this like an exorcism almost. Like this, this theory would purport that I don't know what happens. Like their eyes roll back in their head, and God just takes over. You know, the spirit's just taking over me, bro. And then their hands just start writing. I don't know. Um, I, I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's what happened. I don't think that uh, God just 
possessed them and they just wrote what God wanted. Not not like that. There's there's too much of a human element to the scriptures. They're written um, differently by different authors. There's uh, many different genres. There's all kinds of different styles, and and everyone just has their own style. Each author has their own style. So it would it just doesn't seem to fit what we actually see is what I would say that um, th- this way of understanding dual authorship probably isn't uh, the best way. But the reverse I, w- I would say is equally false. Uh, some people have done away with the the divine element altogether and um, have put too much emphasis on the human element. And uh, again, this is very similar to our uh, people who have. Sp- throughout church history who have tried to understand the nature of Christ, trying to understand the nature of this dual authorship between man and God in the scriptures is equally it's difficult. And uh, like uh, with most things, the correct answer, I would think, is somewhere in between. So we don't, we, we don't want to overemphasize the, the divine element of the scriptures, just like we don't want to overemphasize the divine element of uh, Christ's nature, because that would swallow up the human element. And so, like I said, the, the right answer is, is somewhere in between. So let's look at what the Bible actually says about itself. Um, the Bible is, uh, describes itself. Now again, I'm not making the claim that the Bible is God's Word because it claims to be God's Word. That's circular reasoning. I'm aware. I'm just describing to you how the Bible describes itself. So, it doesn't mean it's necessarily true. We That has still yet to been argued for, and I'm not going to argue for it in this episode. Perhaps the next one or, or another time. But the Bible says of itself that it is eternal. Lord, your word is forever. It is firmly fixed in heaven. Psalm 119, 89. The Bible claims to be inspired by God. All scripture is inspired by God, and it is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness. 2 Timothy 3.16. God, uh, the Bible says that God used men to write the Bible. This is is really uh, the most important, I would think, uh, for uh, the purposes we're talking about today. Because no prophecy ever came by the will of man. Instead, men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. 2 Peter one twenty one. So you, you can clearly see the, the divine and the human element to um, the authorship of the scriptures in that verse alone. Um, the Bible is without error. So if he called those whom the word of God came to gods, and the scripture cannot be broken, and just stop there halfway through that verse, scripture cannot be broken, John ten thirty five. The Bible is without error. So the Bible claims to be written both by God and by man, and it is without error. In the same way we view Christ, that he has the divine nature and a human nature, and yet he was without sin. So the Bible describes itself this way. So it's important to note that, you know, this isn't just my theory or some theologian's theory. This is what the Bible says about itself. Now, we still have to parse that out, and there's there's still um, a, a place for interpretation within this. But, but that is how the Bible describes itself. Now, there's three ways that I, that I see um, that... Uh, God, the way that God speaks uh, through men um, within the Bible. So there's there's three ways that this plays out. Number one, there's just ordinary ordinary means. 
Uh, you take uh, Luke, for example. Luke, at the beginning of his gospel in Luke chapter 1, he says that he's going to go out and he's going to interview witnesses and secondhand witnesses, firsthand witnesses, to try to get an account of what actually happened um, in the life of Jesus and those around him. And he's going to then take this account and send it to Theophilus to say, here's what actually happened, Theophilus, and why you should believe. So he's just really doing uh, some journalism, some investigative journalism. Anybody can do that. Uh, obviously, a lot of journalists do. They're not divinely inspired. But that's one way in which this works. Man goes out and does some investigation and uh, writes down what he, what, what he finds out. Another way this plays out is that God gives the the idea and, and then man puts it into his own words. And, and I've... You can really see this in Second Timothy uh, with Paul. Paul's, Paul writes uh, a lot of theological truths, instructions to the church, to Timothy. and uh, But he also says things like, bring the cloaks which I left, and the books, and the parchment. So he's not in that, uh, that state that I was mocking earlier where God is just completely taken over the person, and all they can do is dictate exactly what God wants them to say. Uh, he clearly is still himself and writing what he wants to write, and he, there's this personal element to it. He's telling Timothy, bring the cloaks which I left, the books which I left, the parchment. Um, so this is, it seems to me that God has given him the general idea of what he should write, uh, and then he uses his own words uh, to, to communicate that. And then, but there is also some places that it would seem that there's a straight dictation. Uh, places like the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not have uh, any other gods except for me. That seems to come straight from the mouth of God. That's probably exactly what God said. If not exactly pretty close to what he said. So th there is places where there's dictation. So there's places where man has more or less just gone in and investigated these things. There's a places where God's given them the idea, but they use their own words. And then there's other places where they're using exactly God's words. And so in conclusion, um, the reconciliation between the divine and, and the human element of the scriptures, the revelation of the scriptures, is... Um, kind of exactly what you might think of it if you're thinking kind of middle of the road. Um, they're all true. God dictates dictates things exactly. Uh, God dictates the general idea. Man puts it into his own words. And then sometimes man just goes out and investigates things and records them. So again, this is not a defense of the authority of the Scripture or the authenticity of the Scripture, the ac accuracy of the Scripture. This is just an explanation of how the Bible could be God's Word, yet written by men, and I do want to make a note here, uh, kind of a footnote that I draw heavily on Erwin uh, W. Lutzer's books, Seven Reasons Why You Can Trust the Bible, and uh, I'll leave a link to that in the description. It's a it's a good book to read. That actually does argue for the defense of the Bible as God's word. But at the beginning of the book, in the introduction, this is uh, where he kind of talks about uh, what I've been talking about here, and I've got a lot of my points for him from uh, from that book. So I wanted to make that aware. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Tune in next time. We'll talk more about God's Word and why it can be trusted. Hey guys, thanks so much for watching. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to hit the subscribe button. If you are listening via podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcast from. If you want to watch five more minute bonus segment with me, be sure to click on the Patreon link in the description below or go to www.patreon.com 
forward slash help me believe and become a supporter of the show. Um, if you, or even if you don't want to watch the bonus segment, but just uh, want to show your support, be sure to go over there. You can uh, show your support for as little as a dollar a month. Guys, thanks so much for listening, for watching, for tuning in. We will see you next time.